Alright, everyone, we are back from our little little mini break. And what better way than, re than the return of a... Well, okay, Jake, you weren't technically OG, because Chris and I were OG, but you were pretty much a founding member next of level. the... Next level. Yeah. Next level. You brought us First to that next it. level. The J yeah, exactly. The J Dog of our of our podcast, we used to call you. Um wanna welcome back Jake Middleton uh to the podcast. Jake has been uh enjoying his time watching Mets baseball and everything <laughs> glorious in New York. Jake No, you mean you mean batting practice. <laughs> <laughs> so So before we even start, because there's a lot of things we want to get through in this podcast, but Jake, you wanna to explain to people the beautiful performance, the fine art of baseball you're watching right now. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm for some reason watching the Colorado Rockies versus the Mets, basically the two worst pitching staffs to ever exist in Major League Baseball. The Rockies um, actually walked the bases loaded. and Two days ago, they walked the bases loaded, then walked in two runs for four walks in an inning from a closer. And they've allowed 81 runs in their last eight home games. That's how bad they are. And the Mets are just... I, th I think there's a stat that Jacob deGrom has like a .8 ERA in his last 10 starts and he's 2-8 and eight or something. It's like, uh, they're, they're so bad. I guess the Mets and Rockies didn't get the memo that spring training was back in February, March. But... <laughs> I know. I was. Uh, I, I I'm wondering if there's a t they're sending a representative to the All Star game because, I mean, they're throwing pretty good batting practice. They went back to back to back for home runs. So. And these were like yes. launched. These were crushed. They were crushed. probably tossing the home run derby if they wanted to. <laughs> they weren't even close. Bryce Harper did not even want to go in the home run derby. Apparently, from what I've heard. I mean, he's been pretty awful. So I don't blame. He has him, to hit but... something before he gets to the home run derby. His baby steps. Hey, maybe he, he's barely hitting above 200. I think he was at 211 going into today. He's he's been he's been he's losing money right now. That's what I'm saying. But the, but is he really? Because you know some stupid team will still pay him. Yeah, but he's he's not. I I was hearing this. I think it was John Paul Morose who was talking about this on the radio today. Is that uh, he's he's losing money because teams maybe realize that he needs other impact bats around him because he walks a lot. So he's not, he does walk a lot. He does walk a lot. Like I thought, Oh, and what do you know? Another double. So that's, that is <laughs> six straight extra base hits. Six. I feel like as a, as a person who lives in New York, you, you, can, Jake, you cannot make this up. I feel like as a person living in New York, Jake, even if you want to get away from this, you just can't. It's just, no. a, it's just that I, bad. I love it. I, I mean, I, I hate the Mets, but Jesus, six straight. Six straight. It's like an accident. You just can't look away. Yeah. Better off. Oh, I love it. I... Yeah, well, there was another accident at the at the uh, Sky Dome tonight with Rogers Center, which uh, was the Blue Jays against the Braves. <laughs> I want to talk about you. <laughs> you want to talk about train wrecks or accidents, man. Um yeah, I didn't even want to get into the Blue Jays talk, but this is uh, this that was quite a quite a pitching performance from. <laughs> I feel like the Jays gave up like seven doubles. The, yeah, That's right. and, they gave up seven doubles. I was right. Holy shit! Yeah, not not ideal. Not ideal for uh, 
Seven doubles, a triple, and two home runs. That's So, of the 14 hits they gave up, 10 were for extra bases. <laughs> That's, uh, that was, How man. is that possible? Yeah. Some some NL teams really like playing in uh, in Toronto. Um, Everyone likes apparently. Playing. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's been a, it's been a tough season for the Blue Jays. That's no other way to put it. Uh, but you you Jake, you pointed out to us they got three. You said three bats for nothing, and I'd pretty much agree yes. with that. Uh, I'm guessing you mean Solarte, Hernandez, and Grichuk. Uh no, I I was. Actually thinking about um, oh, what's his name? Oh, Luke Miley. He's actually oh. been pretty pretty decent. Actually, it's they got they did get Luke Miley for nothing because they got him yeah. off waivers. Yeah. Um, I actually think the Blue Jays wanted Miley so bad that they were gonna trade Ryan Goins for him, from what I heard. And the <laughs> do it. And the Rays didn't want to do it. So. And then they ended up putting him on waivers, and the Blue Jays are just like, thank you. Uh, I'm not as crazy about the way he calls games from behind the plate, but he's not like a long-term solution in my mind. I think it's going to be Danny Jansen when that time comes. Oh, yeah, comes. obviously not. I mean, I I highly doubt he was the one that, that uh, called the to give him a, a 2-0, 2-0 fastball right down the <laughs> middle for a grand slam. The thing was, I was watching. I was watching the call, and Buck basically was like, "It's out of here." The second of being hit the bat, <laughs> it's, it's almost like when you throw a pitch like that, it's like the price is right. Just come on down. It's like, yeah, man, that's gone, and um, it's gone. Yeah, at this point, if it, if the player is over, I'd say, well, depending on the player, like Solarte, I think could be here for a little bit longer. Uh, some of these players don't even bother thinking about because they're not going to be here uh, come next year, I think. Basically, if they're not bolted down by studs, you get rid of it. Yeah. And that's pretty much all I, I can say about the Blue Jays. <laughs> I've got a thing I'm just looking at on Twitter. Sorry, I've been just reading it. It's um, the thing on, I don't like talking politics, but Donald Trump, the whole thing on Canada <laughs> and city, sorry, Global News just tweeted out a thing saying. Oh, I know a tweet you're going uh, with. Go ahead. Canada treats us horribly on trade. And the first thing that came to my mind was, I think that the Sens were more than fair to the Sharks today. So that's a pretty false statement. <laughs> I was going to say, also, the Blue Jays were pretty fair to the Mets when they gave uh, gave them Syndergaard for Dickey. So. Insert trade here. The Jays were pretty fair to blank in trades. <laughs> and the Senators and the Habs. You, you can name them. Speaking of the Rockies. <laughs> That was uh, that was half of our pitching pool working out in exchange for a guy that may or may not be in Dunedin right now. Oh, are we talking about Tulo? Yep. Yeah. Uh, let's not go there because I I feel bad for Tulo no. at this point. I don't Hockey. even. Let's move on. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Oh my God, the Mets in the sitting have one out and they've batted around the order. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we could just do. How the fuck is that possible? How oh. did they get through the pitcher spot? That's my question. Wow. I guess I haven't been paying attention that much. Jake, what or we're gonna I, but... what, what we're gonna do is I'm gonna I'm gonna have to Austin or you're gonna have to remind. We're gonna do like a roll call, of seeing what's going on in this game. We're gonna be like, and for our Mets update, here's for, Jake. 
Middleton. We're invested, yeah. We're invested now, the man. Met, the Mets have allowed 11 hits in two and a third innings. Oh, lovely. <laughs> Blue Jays fans, if you feel bad, just look at what I the think Mets the game. J- I think the Jays had that in their series with the Rays at the drop. Oh, <laughs> burn. That was, that was so bad. You want to talk about just terrible baseball park plus terrible baseball. Yeah, you really are selling uh, baseball in Tampa with that type of performance. All right. Oh, yeah. Let's move on to the other disaster. Um, technically, they're not a Toronto team, but, boy, they are really helping out the Toronto Maple Leafs, and that's the Ottawa Senators. Um, I'm not going to get into the whole Eric Carlson-Hoffman situation because I think everybody knows about it. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I'm not laughing at that situation. I'm oh, just no. laughing at that stupid every other. So Am I Every other GM except for Iserman and Dubas is pretty much hopeless. That's Sweeney. No, the in in the division, yeah. Yeah, in the Atlantic, I'm talking about. Yeah, basically, and I don't know if you guys heard this, but Dorian said, "I don't trade with divisional rivals because I don't want to make them better." That's the thing. Like, what? What? Are, how are they rivals when you're so trash? <laughs> yeah, it's not a rivalry when one how team they- wins the majority. How are you guys rivals when you can't get more than fifteen thousand people to come to your games? Um, I'm just, I'm just, I'm like, just pointing it out there. As the How general manager ri- of the team, shouldn't you be just worried about getting the best return? Like, I wouldn't be worried about making other teams better. I'd just be worried about getting my team better. I don't. Shouldn't, get it. shouldn't you be worrying about sacrificing a fourth overall pick or a first overall pick next year? Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> like that. Nobody's talking about that. Who are the biggest winners of this of this day? Colorado. It's, I think it's Colorado. Colorado is playing with itself under the table. Is, Colorado is Ottawa's undoubtedly rebuilding now, and they're gonna. They said yeah. they're gonna trade Carlson, and they added in Zach Smith for some reason uh, in the next week. Okay, and big fish Zach Smith. How smart was San Jose? Like, oh yeah, geniuses. How how did no other team? Even like Edmonton, how did no other team call? I mean, okay, maybe Edmonton just wanted nothing to do with it, maybe. But how do you not realize if you're a team that needs assets and all you need to do, all that Pierre Dorian wanted, according to I think Talon or who somebody had leaked it, was that he was just looking players. for players. My God, the Leafs could have given them Matt Martin for gosh sakes. Yeah, we'll give you salary. You can give him whatever you want. Just want bodies. I'll give you Nathan Horton and Matt Martin. Give me Mike Hoffman. And then we'll trade Matt Hoffman to whoever else. And Mike we'll God. do the same thing the Sharks did. Dubas will get 12 more picks than the uh, – or sorry, the Sharks did. My gosh. Um, that, that, was, that baffled me. That absolutely – I think the original trade, I was just like, oh, my God. Like, it was so total fleece. And then you see the second trade – and you just laugh because you know that San Jose pretty much said, screw you, Ottawa, we're going to do whatever we want with their, this player, and now he's back in your division. Um, yeah. Be, and then, well, it's going to be a shame that Eric Carlson will get a chance to face him uh, as an Ottawa center next season, though, unfortunately. So uh, I guess we'll have to wait until Vegas and Florida do battle. Because out of all teams, I, I mean – out of all teams, I think that have been rumored for Carlson, Vegas is the only one that has, I think, has actually pushed hard enough, and I think it makes the most sense. 
you don't even need to make like an offer. No, what like if I, I would just be, like if if, I, if they said no to my offer, I'd be like, all right, fine, I'll get them for free. Yeah, like you're signing them, <laughs> you cheap bastards. Not only are they cheap, that organization has now become the laughing stock of the NHL. It used to yep. be Arizona, but now Arizona's laughing. Like Arizona yeah, it, looks like the fucking lightning in comparison. Arizona's yeah, you said it. They're laughing like that. Traded with Montreal. I'm laughing at Montreal. I don't know how anybody defends that deal. See, people people complain about how the Leafs were mismanaged. The Leafs were mediocre. Like the Leafs were not like we're trying to just get to average. The centers are just by downright a tire fire. Yep. Yeah. Like they talk about an 18 wheeler off the cliff for the Leafs. This is the like the whole the whole cliff collapsing, and just in, in like a typhoon earthquake scenario, and it's it's all crumbling. It's it's not an eighteen wheeler off a cliff in Ottawa though, because Eugene Melnick wouldn't spend enough to get an eighteen wheeler. No, it's a thirty six wheeler. <laughs> no, it's like it's like a nine wheeler, and that's pushing it. No, it's gonna it's no, it's not gonna be a nine wheeler. It's gonna be like a nine and a half. This is gonna be a deflated it, tire. You'd be lucky if he'd give you an ATV. <laughs> um, but in all, I don't know. It, it this I think at least what I think it does. Hopefully, it opens up other t- GMs to want to make some deals. Because now we're hearing that our Terry Panarin could be on the block. Um, we were talking about how Wayne Simmons could be on the block. There's a lot of guys. Unfortunately, Bill Kessel. He said he was fine with leaving Pittsburgh today. I mean. Yeah. He, he said he'd go play in Arizona Castle. Yeah, he wants to golf. No, he wants to play for uh, Rick Tockett. Oh, and he wants to play with the American guys. And golf. I mean, yeah, it, there's, there's multiple things to do, but that's what that was the main reason. No, well, good for Phil. Um yeah, uh, I, I could I could see I could see Castle being moved. Um but no defenseman other than Carlson has been rumored. Which I think, if you're the Leafs, I think you, I think it's just become the reality that defensemen are now becoming the most coveted trade asset for a team. Other than a center, defensemen mm-hmm. you're not going to see many on the block unless they're like a five-six. I think, just based on what I've been hearing, um, but that doesn't stop people from having imaginations. Uh, so the so in honor of Jake returning tonight, I decided to kick things off, kick things up a notch, and have a little more fun with uh, with this podcast. We calling this one the special armchair GM uh, segment, uh, and this was inspired by when we did our and I don't know if you guys saw our mock draft. Uh, we had our mock draft posted today on Tip of the Tower, it and really hard. yeah, it, go look at it. Pretty much, it was all of us getting on the on uh, on a Skype call at what one a.m. in the morning to get it done. Yeah, something like that. And Omar, with Omar, yep, Omar came back too, and uh, we 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 powered through the first round, and uh, we went we put that up. But it took a little time to get that together because Cap Friendly has a special section called the Armchair GM uh, <laughs> section of their website, and. The great thing about that is it's what the fans feel like the team should do. That's why you become the GM. You're the armchair GM. 
So you can go on. You can go on. You can put down the salary cap that you think that the league. People are saying it's going to be about 79, 80 million. I would probably say that's a pretty good estimate. Um, You can do that, or you can just do what the salary is now. But I don't know why you would do that when it's expected to go up. And you can make your own. uh, You can make your own team. Um. So, before we do our kind of special armchair GM, I would like to point out three of my favorites. Uh, <laughs> because these were some doozies. Can I, can I say one real quick? Or actually, no. You say the titles because I don't want to ruin yours. Okay. Um, I found a doozy I want to bring up if you don't. I would, I would also say that the best part about these are the names. Like, yeah. I think you don't, you don't get to see the roster. You read the title and that's why I click on it. It's just, it's so clickbaity that I love it. And, and like, they keep coming up with more. There's uh, with the Leafs, there's like 283 pages worth of, I mean, the, it's sorted by years. So some people have gone past this year to do it as well. Uh, but I'm going to read you first. I'm going to read you some of my favorite lines. Uh, f- let's see. I'm going to find a, a... Okay. Jake, remember when you told... Mm-hmm. I read this one. I'm going to read the title. And I want you to give me your analysis on when you see a title like this. So this one was called Trying to Be Realistic. Which means it's never going to be realistic. Okay. So... It's going to be a bunch of like depth signings. I've seen three of those within the first three pages uh <laughs> so if that gives you a lot of uh Tavares ones um uh, boohoo 53 horvat that was probably one of my favorite ones but my favorite title of all and this one i'm gonna probably post a link to this so if you are on the tip of the tower website re- listening to this podcast i'll even have it in this description too but this one was by far my favorite favorite one it's called easy jake and austin both have the links to it too um so easy i don't know who oh this was created by lance 88 so if lance is listening uh you've become famous for i think the very wrong reason oh no shout out shout out okay love you um, he has a very good form going on the on the website too. So if you want to see what Lance's uh, day is like, apparently he has a lot of time on his hands. Uh, yeah, it's, what the hell is this? <laughs> okay, so why did the Leafs get s- seven draft picks back? Okay, so the the deal that Lance has put together that I think would give the would give any GM, assistant GM, anybody putting the a trade together attack. the biggest migraine. So this is the deal. I, this is not even the first one he he puts together. You have I, I don't even know if this would even be compliant with the CBA or with salary cap <laughs> because this is if, if Lou was there, alert, it, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. Um. So you've got the Leafs trading to the Chicago Blackhawks, Andreas Janssen, Jeremy Bracco, Frederick Gauthier, and Garrett Sparks. So four contracts players plus two second round picks so Dallas's 2018 pick for those wondering how they get Dallas's 2018 second round pick we'll get to that in a second Florida's 2019 second round pick 
Again, I'll explain. Why don't we just give Why don't we just give Florida's twenty sixty four second rounder? Oh, but Jake, why would we do that when we can also give up a twenty twenty first rounder? Right. What the fuck is this? Uh, have the Leafs ever traded a for, uh, like a future pick? Not next year's, like two years in in advance. I don't think I've ever seen the Leafs do that. Past like a seventh rounder. Only team that's done it is San Jose, and we're getting them this year. But that's because San Jose didn't have the picks at the time to trade when they made those deals with the Leafs. So you want to hear the sweet, awesome return the Leafs are getting? Yeah, this questionable, whatever this is. Duncan Keith. He's not even a right-handed shot, right, Jake? He's a lefty. Why do we Last need a Duncan Keith? We don't need a Duncan Keith. I, I guess I guess we want to get older and slower. And guy who can't score. I think he had how many goals last season? Like, One. Yep. So that really is going to help your blue line. Uh, but Dory, Toronto's only going to give up. Uh, Toronto's going to get back a third round pick, two fourth round picks, a seventh round pick in 2020, because those are valuable. A third round pick in 2020, a fourth round pick in 2020, and a 2018 seventh round pick just to put the icing on the cake, all from the Blackhawks. God, thank God we got that. Oh, <laughs> man, I was beginning to worry there. Oh, but guess what? There's more, guys. Uh, let's, go with the, with, let's go with the Dallas trade next because this one was pretty good. You get The least would get Jason Spezza. A second round pick from Dallas, a fourth round pick, which was the Blackhawks, and a fourth round pick, which apparently uh, was the 2019 one from the Minnesota Wild. So at least get a centerman that's old, overpaid, pretty much what the Leafs used to do back then. But don't worry, the Leafs would be only be giving up oh, Hold on, hold on, another homer. <laughs> <laughs> I for, I forgot to do the Mets uh, Mets watch. Who got the homer? Carlos Gonzalez. Okay. I think his second of the night. That's awesome. These guys are having career this is, nights. This is it's batting practice. That's great. Well, apparently that is... <laughs> apparently this guy missed his train. Well, while the Mets and and Rockies are having their batting practice, this guy apparently forgot to go to school for making hockey deals because Ron Hainsey a third-round pick in 2020, <laughs> and a fifth-round pick in 2020 is good enough to get Jason Spezza, which the Leafs don't need or want. So um, you think that would be it, though. It's not. This guy thinks the Leafs have, a, like, that Kyle Dubas is going to be on, like, overburn. Because the Leafs are also going to get Andrew Ladd. You know who the Why? Leafs are going to trade for Andrew Ladd? He's still in the league. Probably Zaitsev. Zaitsev, Matt Martin, okay. oh, and no. a 2019 fourth-round pick. Wow, we're we're robbing them. <laughs> Jake, Jake, it gets better. Yeah. It does. Because guess what? The Leafs are going to get their right-handed shot defenseman. They're going to They're going to get Aaron Ekblad. What? <laughs> How are they going to do that? Oh, I'm so interested. They're going to get Stillman, who I've never heard of on the <gasps> on the Florida Panthers. Who is that? <laughs> what is a Stillman? I don't know. Austin. He sounds like a player you can put in. <laughs> uh, sounds like a creative player. Oh, you're also going to get a second round pick from Florida. What? 
you're going to get a franchise defenseman, a guy I've never heard of, and a second-round pick. And guess what? All you have to give what? up is William Nylander, Jake Gardner, okay. and Josh Levo. Oh, no. Oh. Oh, my. Oh. But wait, there's more. Oh, there's wait. More? There's one more trade, Jake. I'm a... <laughs> what? The Leafs would also get from the Arizona Coyotes, Lawson Kraus, for Dimitri uh-huh. Timashov and San Jose's third round pick in 2018. What? How do we get San Jose's pick out? <laughs> um, <laughs> the Leafs. Oh, oh, what I don't. This? I don't. You know what? I don't know where the third round pick from San Jose came from. Um, what? I'm very. Oh, very... wait, they have a third from San Jose. That's the only third rounder they have, I think. Are you sure? I thought they had yeah. their own. Because I'm, I'm looking at the, the basic setup here. I'm, okay. And the only second and third they have is from San Jose. I think it's um, is it the Reimer deal? Ian Spalling? Oh. No, Spalling was with Polak. No, it was the Polak in Spalling. But then they did the separate deal to get uh, trade Reimer. I thought it was a fourth-round pick. Maybe. Okay. Or no, I think I'll, it became a third when they went to the cup final. I think that's what it was. But guys, guess what? There's, There's more. more? <laughs> that so those that was it for the trades because you know oh. you can't you can't do you can only do you can't well, build I mean, a team right. straight through trades. You One, gotta do two, it through free agency. So there was five trades there. Okay, so they get a break now because they're too busy calling Joe Thornton, and we're gonna talk Joe Thornton after major knee surgery, a knee injury, and basically getting old, you're going to give him a three-year deal. But because you're giving a three-year deal, you think he's going to take less money at about $4.5 per season. Um, but but you know what? It, it, it gets better. We get a homecoming. Do you guys remember who the Leafs' first-round pick was back in... Okay, this has got to go time vault. 2000 and... Nope, hold on. I'm going to make sure the year is right before I even get this right. Um, okay, let's see. Google help me out. Um, Just put in Toronto Maple Leafs draft history. Yeah. And it'll come up on Hockey TV. Uh, no, so it wasn't 20. Oh, wrong year. So let's try 2008 Leafs draft. Because I'm pretty sure that oh, was. 2008. Two? Oh, geez. Strawman or something? Nope. So, Jake, do you remember who the fir- Leafs' first round pick was back in two thousand and eight, fifth overall? Um, do you remember a defenseman out of the Kelowna Rockets? Oh, that guy. Yep. So, the Leafs would be bringing Luke back home because. Good for Luke. And he gets one point eight million per season. Wow. Didn't he have trouble cracking Ima- imagine, imagine getting paid to just be awful at something. Mm-hmm. But it, it gets better. The what? Le- the, Leafs would, wait, the Leafs would also be bringing in Scott Hartnell because you need that veteran presence. Didn't he say he was retiring, though? But but no, but the Leafs are going to keep him from doing that at all. Make an exception. Well, You're going to give him $1.2 million. 
because wow. now because now with Lou Lamarillo gone, the Leafs are just going to be giving guys opportunities that maybe other guys wouldn't get. Um. Oh, but there's more. More. <laughs> you, you you know a certain guy that's coming back from Russia, not the guy who who apparently beat up his wife. I'm talking about the guy who was in the Olympics. Kovalchuk. Yeah. The guy who beat up Lou Lamarillo. Wait, no. <laughs> uh, we're gonna give him three years. But, Let's go. And we're gonna nice. give him four and a half million dollars. Hold on. Oh, I don't think he would do that. <laughs> David, wait a second. You've you've put down all of these players, but I did not hear a certain John Tavares in any of those. There is yeah, unfortunately is Joe Thornton is all we can afford. Be no one year fifteen million dollar deal? But you know why we can't afford Joe Thornton? Because we have I'm to livid. we have to re-sign William Nylander. Nylander, oh, we need Jumbo. Free Willy is going to be getting a five-year deal at seven million dollars a season. Um, Did you just say Free Willy? Free Willy. I'm gonna, I'm taking a line from Joe Bowen. I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but don't worry, Andreas Johnson will be here because he's going to be getting a million dollars a season for two years. Wow, good for him. Good deal. Yeah. Or not for him, but yeah, uh, pretty good deal for the Leafs. So I'm I'm gonna put. You'll see the link in. Uh, in our tip of the tower podcast in the description and also on the website in the post, because this, this depth chart looks phenomenal. Like, Man, I love it. Smells I'm interested. Smells like a cup contender guys. I think, I think where do I sign? I think our second pairing of Duncan Keith and Luke Shen are going to be phenomenal. I think I think they got it. I think they've they've locked it all down. So, buddy, you know it. Um, but there are comments. Um, wow, points for creativity. But here's my two cents. This guy gives five <laughs> cents, by the way, not two. So <laughs> five cents. So juice. Nothing I love more than five cents. Old strategy gun. Let's let's well, next time when you say you're gonna give my two cents. Give two cents, not five. That trade the envelope. Stick to two. Okay, that trade package doesn't get you Aaron Ekblad. Okay, thank God somebody pointed that one out because you know Aaron Ekblad's not good <laughs> enough to bring in. Um, God bless. God bless this man. I'd rather have Zaitsev and Martin contracts at this point than Andrew Ladd. I'd rather have a venereal disease than Andrew Ladd. It gets better. Maybe one of Spezza or Thorne, but not both. And definitely not three years for Jumbo Joe. So, I'm oh, sorry. Spezza was somewhere in there? I must have zoned out. You zoned out. Yeah, I heard that. He was traded oh for... Oh, it, was, uh, it was in one of the first deals, Ron right? Because it was mixed in, like the sec- in the second, the second, and the second. The he was traded right? for Ron Hainsey. Nice. Yeah. I know. What a steal. Oh, guys, he comments on the Shen Hartnell situation. Shen Hartnell aren't needed. I'd rather just keep Martin than try and move him and sign Hartnell. 
You know how you, when people say like I I want to I want to grow up to be a GM. Yep. This is why they're not. <laughs> <laughs> and and then the final and then the final comment, and gee, I wish I pointed this out, guys. Feels like the team got a heck of a lot older with all these moves. No yeah. shit. <laughs> you would be correct, sir. Oh, I'm I'm gonna be pointing this out on Twitter. Feels like that because this is this is too good. Um, there's a bunch of other ones. I think because that one was the best one I've seen, and I didn't even go through all of them. I, like I would need like to hire someone to go through all of them and show me better ones. Um, there is a good tr- there is a trade here that might pique Jake's interest though. In this Ooh, one, let me let me hear it. Um, so the lease would be getting from the Minnesota Wild. Jake, you want to guess who on the Minnesota Wild you want the Leafs to trade? Who do I want? Yeah. Jordan Green. That's, that's a good question. Yeah, that'd be nice. Um, <laughs> Peace well. Maybe Mikhail Granlund or Eric Stahl. No, but we can, we, yeah. we, it doesn't work because this guy has... Work. The least we'd be getting Jordan Greenway, Charlie Coyle, okay, Tyler Ennis. You have to have a plug. You have to have a plug in there somewhere. That's that's the way it works. But you'd also get the RFA rights to Matt Dumba. Oh, interested. But the least. So the least would be given up. Jake Gardner. Josh Levo. Jeremy yep. Bracco, because Bracco is apparently the guy everyone could throw in, in a trade. <laughs> He's Mr. Expendable. The, a it's 20... like in fantasy football when, yeah. when you're like, hey, I'll, I'll trade a guy that I just picked up on waivers. The least would also be giving up a 2019 second round pick. And then there's a little thing called additional details. Um, <laughs> apparently, Those are always a fun one. Minnesota will be getting the RFA rights to Connor Carrick. Frederick Gauthier and this guy named William Nylander. Wow. Oh my god. For Dumba, Greenway, and Coyle, you'd have to give up Nylander, Gauthier, Jesus, anyway. And yeah. Oh jeez. I'm my I head's want, hurting trying to figure this out. I want to find these guys on Twitter. And then I want them to to chirp or complain about a Leafs move, and then post this link and be like, "You have no complaints. This is what you thought would be a good thing to do." You can't make a competent trade on a thing that allows you to make any trade in the world. I'm not like you can make one that's for fun. You can you can do one where you totally trolling. shaft the team, but don't shaft yeah. your own team. Like I've seen, I've seen ones on here that are just for fun, and it's just like Connor McDavid for a conditional seventh, and they're just screwing around. Whatever. Yeah, wouldn't wouldn't do that. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it'd be in their best interest to at least get a conditional sixth. Mm-hmm. We're getting robbed on that one. Yeah. Uh, can no. Yeah. The guy's a bump. Um, but I think I think we're gonna take a break from it. But there is one thing I'm not gonna. This is something. Hold on, I have, I have one for you. If you're if you're done with that. Okay, I'll let. Give me this. Gives me my. Uh, gives me a little bit of a break. So go ahead. By the way, by the way, double by the Mets. So it's nine four now. <laughs> yes, the comeback. Nine four in the fifth inning. 
if they get a base hit, it will be 9-5. Hey, well, I mean, the Mets have a chance to score more than the Jays tonight, so we can't really do it. This is true. I mean, but then again, the three of us could probably get a base hit off the Rockies' bullpen. Eh, debatable. You haven't seen me hit. I um, think you're wrong. So, we'll see. Well, when you come down, we'll go batting cages. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> I did them today. I hurt my, uh, my hands. Freaking hurt. So I'm assuming with these, because you can choose a year with your armchair GM. Yours were the 2018-19 season. So I clicked on one because I didn't sort by season. And this one is a 2019-2020 Toronto Maple Leafs uh, write-up. It's by Leafs Futures. I'll show you about this. This is a dandy. Uh, just for just for clarity, the salary cap is now eighty-five million. Uh, eighty-five. They said it would take a five million jump. Assuming I think Chris Johnson said it's going to be like seventy-nine or eighty. They're going to announce in the next day or two. It's a big jump. Yeah, five million jump. Uh, the title of this is for the 2019-2020 season is Leafs, Tavares, and Carlson. That's that's very that's very specific. I like it. I like it. Yes. Um, this is a beautiful I'm assuming this was done before they signed Parlin home because there's they, he and Ojiganov are already in cap friendly now. They've added them. But for some reason he's manually added Parlin home, given given him a three year extension. For two million per. Okay. Uh, John Tavares. For oh, hold on, hold on. One thing: the Mets, uh, the guy what? just walked. The guy just walked away with two strikes to the dugout and had to be called back by a Rockies player. So that is just another thing, that. <laughs> they don't even want to. Apparently, even... I didn't know this. Apparently, you can strike out with two strikes. <laughs> I feel like he gets down the steps of the dugout. That should just be an out. I wonder at what at what point at what point did the Mets and Rockies managers come out and just do a fake argument because they don't want to be in that game anymore and they want to go home or or they just do rocks paper scissors and the winner ends the game I like that too okay so sorry uh, continue no worries first excuse me free agent deal is John Tavares six years. $10 $10 million on the cap. Uh, oh, sorry. I should add in an RFA. Austin Matthews has an eight-year, ten-and-a-half mil. Mitch Marner has an eight-year, eight-and-a-half mil. And Nylander has a seven-year, seven million. None of that Damn, explains that. Keep that in mind when I'm reading these out. Uh, Parlin, okay. here's two mil per. John Tavares, six years, ten mil per. Eric Carlson, eight years, eleven-and-a-half million per. And then, as if defense wasn't bad enough on the Leafs, he decided to double down and grab Dan Girardi on a two-year contract for $3 million. Well, we Why, know how much you Jake loves are Dan you, Girardi. Are you high, Austin? <laughs> I don't know. If he's if he's not good enough for the Rangers in this, in this current season, I have some doubts. <laughs> All right, I'll move on to the trades. Uh, the first trade is Curtis Maglany. Josh Levo and Andreas Borgman going to Vancouver. Oh, I know where this is going. Second, a 2018-6th and a 2018-7th. 2019-7th to the Leafs. 
Oh, I'm sorry. The Carlson deal was a sign-in trade, apparently. Ah, okay. I'm just sorry. This is a little foggy. Um, and yeah. Ottawa gets Kapanen, both firsts over the next two years, a 2019 fourth in Connor Carrick. Sure. Uh, and oh, okay. Then the next trade is Jake Gardner to... Oh, my mic's going away. One sec. Jake Gardner to Florida for 2019 first. Next trade is Nikita Zaitsev and Matt Martin to the New York Islanders. Man. And they get a second rounder and a fourth rounder back. Wow. I would do that in a heart. I would I would be running to Lou. I'll be like, Lou, please, please, please. And the last trade might be my favorite one, which is Patrick Marlowe, who I guess would have one season left on his contract going into 2019. Yep. Yep. Where's he going? Uh, I'm interested to be here. He's going to the New York Rangers. Wow. For what? Along with, along with a 2019 second-round pick from Toronto. What? In exchange for a 2020 fourth-round pick from New York. Oh, my. All right. This is, yeah. This is, getting, this is getting stupid. I just want to read out the lines real quick. The lines are pretty sweet. The right. lines are... Matthews, Marner, Hyman, uh, Tavares, Nylander, Janssen, Kadri, Brown, Grundstrom, wow, Parlindholm, Jeremy Bracco, and Pierre Engvall. And then they're carrying 14 forwards and Dimitro Timoshov and Miro Alternate are the two extras. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so now that we Base. Now that we've gone that out of the system, there's two there's two things I want to do here. One is so I've I've seen a lot of people writing uh, about John Tavares. Um, I'm planning on doing an article about what the Leafs pitch for John Tavares will look like. Um, but also I'm, I I've seen a lot of people say, and this by far was my favorite one. Um, that the Leafs should try to get Tavares on a one-year maximum contract, which is what fifteen million, depending yeah, on where the cap, something like that. Fifteen, sixteen, so depending on where 15, the cap is. Yeah. And then I saw one where, then you would say, and I, I, I I'm gonna, I don't know, Austin. Should I point out the name because you know where I'm going with this? Oh, I know. It's well, I, it. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, so care. Mike Stevens, he writes for uh, – he did a great job with uh, the Calder Cup uh, playoffs uh, for Editor and Leaf, which is our – Mike. He's a good guy. Yeah, Mike, I, I have no issue with him personally. No, none whatsoever. Him and I have met – gone. we were uh, – we went to a Puck Talks event at uh, at the rec room. What? Yeah, well, the, oh, one, the, one you did come, the one you couldn't come to. That oh, was uh, okay. Steve Dangle night. Um, oh, but so so Mike Mike but the only reason why I'm I'm not just calling Mike out for this because he's not the only one that has this thought. No 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 this was not his thought alone. He's not the no. one going out on a limb here. No he's not. Um, which wow. is the Leafs signed Tavares to this one year maximum deal, and then he says then you can try to sign him to an eight year deal with less money. So I think he is, was eight years, eight years, eight million. 
like a handshake gentleman's agreement. Yeah. Is basically how he explained it. So Jim, and I mean, let's let's be honest with ourselves yeah. here. The 15 one year deal, like I said, it's not the first time it's been brought up and it's not completely a stretch. I don't yeah. think if Tavares wants to play for a cup, uh, the Islanders are not doing that this next season. Unless Lou, they're not. Uh, unless Lou does like the Undertaker sit up, I don't think with the team. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, so no. With Phil- I mean, if he wants a one year go at it, and then he goes back to New York, who knows? I, I I don't think it's a stretch that the Leafs could land him for a year or could figure something out. But I think it's not a gonna... stretch that you think he could sign here for one year and then go back to the Islanders. Oh well, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I feel like he's if uh, I said it to you, Jake. I, like hockey players are loyal, a little too loyal for my liking. Uh, Stupidly, uh, I think I think yeah, Jake stupid. has been the number one. Like Jake has been the number one. Like yeah, or, like no, we've been going back and forth on this a lot, and it's just like cater for those idiots. I mean, yeah. Let's be let's be honest. I mean. I'd put betting odds on him signing with New York just because he's scared of what could happen if he doesn't. They all are. It might not, yeah. it might not be the best for his career, but I don't know. Who was the last big player that just up and left? No, like, I can't think a of player, one. A player of his Maybe, maybe bro, no, there's none. I can't think of yeah. one. There's no, there's no thing. And Stamkos was the one that could have bucked the trend. He didn't. But let's be honest. But like he actually, to be fair to him, he actually had a reason to stay. Yeah, the, the, this is totally, totally different, different situations. Yeah, like and I, it's two different situations. This is what I'm trying to say. Tampa had a chance. He pretty at the time he signed with the better team, and Tampa Bay is still a better team than Toronto because that was the other place he was said to go. So, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's it's not a stretch. I think Toronto's in the mix. He's a Toronto boy. Why not? We can dream. We can. You can. Jake, this is my question for you. If you're John Tavares, what's more enticing? The one year with any contender that has the room at that maximum salary, take your chance, or you get that seven-year deal at, let's say, what, $11, $12 a season? I mean, I, I'd probably want long-term stability, but it, I guess it depends on the on the breakdown. If you're getting, say, fifteen million, and then after that you're getting nine and a half or something like that, it might it might equal that over. Plus, with some organizations, you're probably going to be able to get more in terms of uh, you know marketing money and stuff like that. So, but I just because of you're playing a physical sport, I would. That's why guys hate franchise tags. You'd rather get the guaranteed money, the long-term deal. But, you know, it, it would be an interesting proposition. I can't see him being one to take that risk. Do you think his agent but, would want him to do it? Maybe. I I think they would, considering you're probably going to get more money over the life of the deal. And, you know, every time he keeps going to the negotiating table, he gets paid extra. I think so the agent, agent would want him to do that because the agent – would uh, on the one-year deal, the agent would have to stick around and do the whole thing over a year later. Yeah, and then again, I mean, it's the also... same dialogue with teams if Tavares just went back to free agency a year after. Yeah, so, I mean, from the yeah, agent's he, so, he, 
uh, point of view would be. He's also but, done a very good. He's done very well for himself. Let's just say yeah. that. And I don't think hockey players want to be want to constantly move teams either. Like Tavares wouldn't want to just like okay, I'll sign with let's say, let's say the Leafs decide. Oh, now I want to go sign with Vegas, or now I want to go. Like, it, it's not like in basketball, like with LeBron, he can just decide to go wherever he yeah. wants and. Like I think that's the kind of the comparison that can be made here, no? Because LeBron is at that point where he's not signing more than one year, wherever he goes. Yeah. No. So, uh, that's that's probably my only thing is I don't see a guy wanting to. Basketball is a less physical sport, and yeah, more yeah. And, and he's also LeBron James. Let's not let's not get the two yeah, uh, let's not. twisted here. No, John Tavares is not LeBron James. No, not even close. No, not even the LeBron James of his sport. No, no, he's he's a good player. He's very good. He's an elite player, but he's not the goat of his sport. Correct. So, th- this is now becomes my next question too. Is you brought up the injury concerns? He's had a knee injury in the past. Those things can come back. He has. He had that at the Olympics. Yeah. So. That's another thing people, I think, need to f- realize. Like, hockey players think about that stuff. They think about the concussions. You, they think about all that guys, stuff. You guys think that um, teams will be scared off of him? Not scared off, but teams will go away from Tavares. Because we talked about how big defensive value has gotten now. Teams leave Tavares this year to take a run at Doughty next year. No, because and I think there's a better presumably chance. Presumably Carlson, he doesn't sign wherever he goes. <laughs> I think there's a better chance that Doughty goes back to L.A. than yeah. Tavares going back with the Islanders, in my opinion. I think it all it all depends on how L.A. does this season, though, because if they, if they crash and burn, like they're an older team. Yeah, that's true. There's no guarantees, not until he signs that yeah, contract. Yeah, exactly. It's like Tavares, I mean, the Islanders, they weren't a, they weren't a playoff world-beating team or anything, but they definitely didn't take a step forward this year. No. I mean, they got back in the playoffs. That's all they did. But they also got swept. So, um, this was going to be... So, this is the next part. Um, I'm going to ask each of you. You're going to be in a room. You're going to be a part of the Kyle Dubas pitch for Don Tavares. You don't have to do a pitch, per se, but you can give the point of what you would do in a pitch. Okay. Um, who would like to go first? Or would you, you like can me go to go first, Austin, if you want? Um, what I'm picturing in my head, if I'm doing it, is um, the Toronto version of the Cleveland tourism video that was really popular on YouTube. Okay. I don't know if you know what I'm talking Someone, about. Someone's mentioned <laughs> about a promotional video, so that's not. Not I'm sure of... Tavares knows about everything in Toronto. I'm thinking, um, do you remember the video that uh, when James Van Riemsdyk came to town, um, Joffrey Lupul took him on a tour of the city? Yep. Yeah. I think just that, and then poorly dubbed John Tavares over every time he says JVR, mm. and then just superimpose Tavares' face on JVR's face. Because you want to get that money out of jo- <laughs> Joffrey Lupul somehow, so you have him come in a recurring Yeah, role. I mean, that's his. That's his saving grace. Is he gets his John Tavares. That's how he repays all the money we, they okay. blew on him. Okay. Well, they didn't blow it. I mean, if Dion Phaneuf didn't shatter his arm with a slap shot, he'd probably still be playing right now. No, probably. Or not. Probably not. No, probably not. <laughs> he would have gotten another weird injury. Do you have any other uh, 
any other thoughts on what you would give? Uh, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. I think if you're Kyle Dubas, you just you show them what's on the table. I mean, it, it makes it easier that your AHL team just won the Calder Cup. You show them that you have all these young pieces coming up. I don't even know if Bridgeport made the Calder Cup playoffs. No. So that's, I mean, that's always a factor is the minor league system. Because if you're if you're signing long-term for a team, you need to know who's coming up behind you. Yep. Um... Yeah. I mean, you look at Montreal's another team that was sort of rumored to be in on Tavares. I mean, they're obviously going to be in on him. You'd be stupid not to be. But, um, yeah, you their their system isn't that great. I mean, that's a big thing. I think I'd push that, especially knowing all the prospects as well as Dubas does. And you you've seen the product with the Leafs already. It speaks for itself. Mhm. Yeah. Any other points you want to add? Uh, Me or Jake? Okay, no, you, because this is your... No, I'm, I'm all set. I will, okay. I will concede to Jake here. All right, Jake, <laughs> would you like to go next? For, for, for who? On account of who? Okay, so you are in the room where you are asked by Kyle Dubas, we got to put together a pitch for John Tavares. Okay. So I'm, I'm like, really tempted to just openly shit on the Islanders. But I don't know. I'll, I'll have some. I'll have some. Not so much selling the Leafs, just degrading okay. the Islanders. Oh, I would just ask them questions. I'd be like, "So what's uh, what's your ring situation like?" Oh, you don't know. Uh, how about that goalie? Oh, you, you don't know. You have to Who's your, your coach? Who's your coach? Oh, don't know you that turn either. Head to the side to look at the jumbotron. Oh, that sucks. Oh, um, don't know if you're even staying in the state. Ooh, that's rough. I don't even. The stadium's not even bad until you realize that the jumbotron's over one of the blue lines. I I cannot believe that somebody spent that much money to build something that isn't able to house men's hockey. is isn't even that. Like, it, it, how do you build an arena nowadays, especially with like expansion and leagues, and it's only built for one sport? That's exactly what I'm saying. Uh, okay, I, I don't know. Even, I don't even get it. And how and now whoever decides they want to build a rink like Seattle, if I don't know if Seattle's going to build a rink or redo the. I think they're revamping the arena. I think. Do not, and I repeat, do not go with the people who did the Barclays Center. All I have to yeah. say. Well, the thing is, they did a great job, but not with. Re- they, it was designed to be oh. just a purely basketball yeah. building. Oh, and and concerts. Yes, which it does a great job at. It's a yeah. good venue for that. Yeah, but not for so hockey. It does what UFC. I know it does some wrestling stuff here and there. Yep, it's true. Well, it's bad that in that sense, but it's just crap for NHL. Like it. They just. Oh, go ahead, Jake. They're just stuck. They don't get a new arena. They're just. They either go back to Nassau or they're stuck there. They well, can't even go back to Nassau. Nassau has been totally. It only holds twelve thousand people. They they yeah. screwed that one too. It's new rink or you stay in the. The ring, place, yeah. in the place you are, Jake. Do you have with any the, other? Oh, we we've, we've totally the cut Jake off. Like the European hockey tournament. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do I have anything else to add? You mean? Yeah, add to the John Tavares. <laughs> no, but I mean realistically, realistically, your best pitch is the fact that you're just going to be able to make loads and loads of money. I mean, with regards to promotional stuff, on contracts, and also. I 
I'd bring up the fans thing, and she'd be like people will care about it. Look at the players that you'll have. It's it's a pretty easy pitch, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. All right, you just you can just hit him with six words, I think, and that might that might get him to do it. Just <laughs> no no balls, you won't do it. You won't. You won't. You won't. He's, he's like, Ramiro. He's like, yeah. I probably, I probably won't. <laughs> All right, here's my pitch. Are you good? Yeah, go for it. I'm gonna try to keep us somewhat on track, Austin. Uh, okay, this is the how he, this is how I started. On one side of the screen, you have the cap friendly page of the New York Islanders roster. On the second half <laughs> of the screen, you have the Toronto Maple Leafs. You have Cliff Fletcher's face on the third screen. Yeah. Just just show their defense and their goaltending. <laughs> just put a picture of Have Harris you seen have you seen their forwards? Their no, I haven't to be honest. I, I haven't. They have no player at the age of, let's see here, 27 that signed beyond 2020. Every player what? every so every player that signed They're beyond signed 2020. That? So any player that signed beyond 2020 so you have Andrew Ladd, Josh Bailey, Cal Clutterbuck, Casey Sezikas. They're all above the age of 27, 28. That is an aging roster that is not going to take you to the next level. I mean, I just showed the shot charts they had. Didn't they get? Didn't they have like five straight games that they allowed 50 shots? Something like that, too. The Leafs were one of them. The Bears would be able to tell you. Um, you're probably going to lose Jordan Eberle, the guy who you actually were kind of excited to play with. Um, and yeah, you you just show the the difference, and and also show that you're not you don't have to be the number one center. You can finally, after years of playing the Pittsburgh Penguins, have that type of situation in Toronto. You and Matthews can be what Crosby and Malkin to a certain degree. I'm not saying they're going to be exactly of the same level, but pretty comparable. That right there should excite someone. But even if that doesn't, you look at the rest of the roster. You look at the, and as Austin said, all the young players coming up. All, you know, you say we've got a plan to get the defense. It's going to be a lot better than what the Islanders have. You got a, a number one goalie who has bailed this team out numerous occasions and has had some faults along the way, but has been pretty steady compared to what the Islanders had. Okay. And then if you're talking money, the Canadian tire was willing to put pony up the money for Stamkos. I think they would do the same for Tavares or whoever. He probably has some endorsement deals too, but you just add on to that. Like MLSC has the connections like crazy. We're also forgetting that um, Scotiabank is going to be taking over the naming rights for the ACC and what they the just gave them, what half yeah. a billion dollars. Yeah, and they've also just signed Austin Matthews to a deal to be one of their athletes. I think there was uh, there was wink people. wink. I think it was yeah. twenty years, eight hundred million or something like that for the for the Scotiabank right? No, Great. I'm pretty sure it was ten ten half a billion. Um, so going to be the SC now, which is a little weird. But, I mean, yeah, Scotiabank will probably dole out the money to get to Paris here. 
they already invested in the arena. If the team's winning, they're going to make money with their name on the door. Jake, I was right, man. 20 years, $800 million. So the Leafs have that in their back. Like They don't even have to put that as the front line part of the pitch, but they have it there. They do. Yeah. Um, the mon, the money, the roster. Mike Babcock is the coach. Um, uh, who? I mean, he didn't play with them all throughout the Olympics, but he's been exposed to it, so it shouldn't be anything real, real, really new with him. And I guarantee his agent would have would be pushing for it too, because the agent's not going to push for Montreal. The agent's not only going to push for where the good contract is, because the lease will pay him, whether it's a decent contract on top of all the other endorsements, but also a better life compared to what the Montreal Canadiens will offer. I think the only other team, we think of teams that can offer a better situation than what Toronto can. Maybe San Jose, but theirs isn't like they're not, they're kind of at the near the end of their contending window. Uh, who else would? I heard the Kings, but the Kings don't have the cap space. Maybe the Rangers, but the Rangers have been kind of half and half out of a rebuild. Like, there's not many teams that would, I would confidently say, yeah, these guys are going to have a better situation than what the Leafs have. Um, probably Las Vegas is a pretty good pitch. Yeah, Las Vegas. San Jose would. is a pretty good one, too. Las Vegas, San Jose, I think, are would be the the rival to the Leafs. Well, now they said there were five teams. There will be five teams that are going to have meetings. You have to envision it's Vegas, San Jose, Toronto, New York Islanders, and maybe Montreal. I don't know. I would say Montreal because they'll probably have a, a, a connection with the agency at least to get a meeting. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, it's... Um, uh, Angles podcast I, we were talking about it before. They had Berkshire on, and he brought up a really good fact that um, Tavares and Subban were boys growing up. Uh-huh. You, you really think Subban's going to be telling him glowing reviews of Montreal? Probably. No, that's very true. Didn't even think about that. Especially with how the trades are. Like you're going to be the number one center, and who else is going to be behind you? Yeah, it's basically like playing for New York, except. New York has a better number two center than Montreal will ever have in this process. Do you guys ever think, do you think, I mean, I don't think Nashville will do, but do you think Nashville would trade PK? Uh, I don't know. Probably. You think yeah. so? <laughs> Nothing surprises me anymore. If David Boyle gets the, gets the right deal, I'm sure he'd throw him. <laughs> make a, Toronto Maple Police make a call, get both Tavares and Subban. That would be fun. Yeah. That would be nice. That would be. Didn't Connor Brown play on that Marlboros team too? Or was that? No, no, no. No, were, that was way, way back. Yeah. Way no, that was Stamkos that played on that team. It was Stamkos, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're not expecting you to get all three. Awesome. Okay, we can't reunite the Marlboros, unfortunately. Oh, we almost did. Sadly. Sadly. Um, but, yeah, that. I think that's going to be the biggest uh, thing to watch. Tavares watch. Uh, you're going to watch. I, I I have a hard time thinking the Leafs are going to make a trade, a big trade this summer for a defenseman. Unless Dubas has his eye on something, which we've heard nothing about, which could be a good thing, which could mean there's He's something also, going on. 
We just he's don't also know. learned from Lou very well, and he's he's already said he's not giving anything up. We'll we'll still be finding out through PR when the trade breaks. Yeah. Jake, do you so. expect a big trade from the Leafs? Yeah. I don't know. This is where I uh, I always question it. I'm always thinking like maybe, but then again, I always have low expectations because I never hear rumors anymore. Yeah, the insiders have a, have. Their jaws have become very, very tough. Um, yeah, I'm not even interested in a big trade. I'm just hoping they don't sign Roman Polak again. Yeah, I'm just hoping for a change that, like, you see what Vegas had. Vegas didn't have the most. They didn't have the best blue line, but they had a blue blue line that was tough to play against. If that, if as long as that becomes a priority, I don't care who it is that comes in and out, as long as it's a different mix that you expect expect a different look. That's all that's all you can ask for. Right. If your expectation is a big trade, you're most likely gonna get disappointed. Yes, you probably are. Aim low. Aim low. Keep your expectations low so that the reward will be high. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I mean I personally I don't think the that they don't get to theirs purely because I don't know. There's so many outside factors that just say that they won't. Old dog, old dog would think that the going back would think otherwise, but uh, it's so hard to tell. Honestly, the, I know the Islanders are trying their best, but Lou, Lou is in. A, he, he, people think, oh, he's gonna fix it. Not everything is fixable, especially not in a quick yeah, manner. That- that's also a thing I've noticed. People are massively overrating the abilities of Lou Lamorello. They act like this is this is a guy that's just going to draft like two Hall of Famers out of nowhere and surround it. Like I have friends that are Islanders fans, and they're just like, "Don't worry, we got Lou Lamorello." I'm like, "Well, I, I respected him because he kind of straightened the order of what the Leafs were, but he didn't really do anything." Let, let's enjoy just... your future blue line of six five guys that can't move a puck. Let's also remind people that what the Leafs have in resources, the Islanders and Devils never have and never will have combined. Like, let's just not like MLSC gave him the opportunity to take on shitty contracts and uh, what was it, McCulloch, Greening, um, who was shoot, who's the defenseman that Ottawa traded us? we bought him out uh, to Jared Cowan. Jared Cowan um, to get rid of Dion Phaneuf's contract. Uh, he wasn't there for the Kessel deal, so he probably would have tried to fleece another team. But they they, they exploited that resource that the MLC gave them, which was money and investing in the right areas that I don't think the Devils or the Islanders will ever have. No. So That's actually be be very careful. That's why Dubas has been able to be as successful as he is. I don't know if Dubas would, maybe Dubas would find some level of success with any other team, but the Leafs are were the perfect fit because they saw what his vision was, and they're just like, here's your checkbook, do what you have to do. And he, the Marlies had a lot of things that a lot of AHL teams didn't have. I think they two buses when they went on trips on road trips. Like not many, not many AHL teams would do that. Um, like a bunch of other things. This was what Justin Bourne had put. Um, 
I know the guy who does. I just found out. I know somebody who does the video coaching for them. Like, very good analytics and very good. Uh, like, he has a really strong background in that. Many teams probably don't have that. They just get a former player and they say, okay, here you go. Watch plays. Yep. So, um, I, the, I think that's where the Leafs are going to try to go. They're going to be like. I want to say they're going to try to mimic the Yankees in terms of having a really good development system that they have you know, great prospects that can become assets to trade or just guys you can bring up. And then if you can swing big at a free agent, you can. I mean, obviously the salary cap, that's probably the only thing that's limiting the Leafs is the salary cap. That is. That is their worst nightmare. Um, it is both the curse and and probably the only thing that's saving other teams in the NHL. If there is a salary, oh, yeah. if there is that no the salary cap, it was, it was instituted. Yeah, Gary Bettman. It's knew. instituted for the for the smaller teams. Yeah, it is because the NA, unlike, well, I would say unlike the NFL because the NFL is the only one where a salary cap is not really needed in a way but it's there because they want some teams to be under control, but most teams can 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 dance on the same level. Let's just go that route. The NBA is kind of the same with the with the soft cap, yeah. which I kind of like, actually. Yeah. I, I wish the NHL had a soft cap where if you have really good players, you should be rewarded for being able to pay them, maybe go $5 million over the cap if you're re-signing your own players. But... It will never happen. So, the NHL will never give a a team that makes more revenue than any other team an advantage. No, the only and wait and you know what? Uh, one thing the CFL done. I know you're not you don't follow the CFL logic, but actually what they did is they're limiting the amount of money that you can spend on coaches. That's interesting. It I is. I don't like that. You I don't like. I kind of like. I kind of like the the current thing because. That's kind of the only advantage that the Leafs have is that they can pay for scouting and coaching and, and, the reason, and development and stuff like that. And the reason why the CFL did that is because MLSC bought the Argos. And so yeah, they're gonna they're gonna be implementing this because they don't want teams to take They kinda do a similar thing in European soccer where you're allowed, you're unlimited allowed to uh, invest in your youth and your uh, stadium and stuff like that, but only they they uh, go to fair play on transfers and and wages and stuff like that. Oh, well, and that's why the Premier League does very well financially. Yeah, very much so. Um, I'll leave. I guess we'll we'll kind of end this on uh, what would make for a successful off season for the Leafs in your eyes. Uh, Jake, we'll start with you. Uh, I think finding a, a third-line center, whether – I mean, I'm all for getting John Tavares. I think it would be a great signing if you get him for like $10.5 million a year, which is kind of a pie-in-the-sky sort of thing. But if you could do that, I think it would be perfect. And I think you kind of figure it out. You worry about figuring out the salary stuff later. But a guy like that I've really liked was the, the guy on Boston, Riley Nash, and – and Derek Ryan on Carolina. Yeah, uh, I think those would be excellent signings, and also maybe maybe some some size on the wing, and maybe a another defenseman like a second pairing defenseman. 
All right, I like that, Austin. Uh, what what is your successful off season look like for the Leafs? Uh, I'm sort of on the same wavelength as Jake, but obviously it starts with the draft. I'm a big draft guy, so I mean, with Dubas at the helm, I'm really excited to see what they do on Friday. Um, I mean, he's going to draft skill. He's going to probably draft some smaller guys, which is nice. And uh, I'm, I mean, I think Jake and I have sort of have a combined interest in we want at 25, but there's options on the table. So I'm looking forward to that first and foremost. And then let the madness begin with Taveras and whatnot when the draft rolls around. Or, sorry, free agency. Okay. Yeah, just for me, um, I mean, the draft is going to take care of itself. I think they've – I like the guys they've brought in. Um, I say you go for Tavares. Um, you shop around and see if a team is looking to offload a defenseman, if it makes sense. Um, but, yeah, your, your priority should be down the middle – because that's what beats you against Boston, and try to try to get a defenseman that can take away some of those minutes from Ron Hainsey so that he's not, you know, playing the most penalty kill minutes out of all defensemen in the NHL in the league. Yeah, in the league. you just can't have that next season. So exactly. Yeah. Um, I I think that's. I think you just can't rely on the guys they brought in from Europe. You gotta, you gotta give them some competition, or just if they're not ready, the least you have that guy that's able to step in. Uh, they, they kind of, they got lucky that Borgman was able to play as much as he did, um, and that, but they were, they were, I think they were kind of treading water at points with how that that situation unfolded as well. They were very lucky that Dermot stepped up like he did. Yeah, so, um, yeah. That's that's it for me because that's all I can think. That's I, I I think I wouldn't be surprised if something big happened because we wouldn't be expecting it. But at the same time, you don't want to get your hopes too high on on something like that. As I said, so yeah, we'll agreed. be. I'll be I'll be watching. I'll, I'll be working the draft night at Sportsnet, so I'll be uh, keeping my eye on that. Um, I'm sure you guys will be as well. Um, oh, I want to ask you if so. The drafts in Dallas this year it was in Chicago last year. Where would you think it'd be next year? Hmm. Where would you like it to go? I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to think of where I'd like it to be in Toronto. I mean, I know they asked yeah. for it a couple of years ago, and they didn't get it. That'd be your like, 100th like, year. Yeah, they they're like, we're not giving you everything. So it might didn't Montreal get it? Might be Vegas. Vegas? People, some people Didn't are... Montreal shot. get it in their centennial year? Yeah, they did. 2008, they got the All-Star game. They got the draft. They got an outdoor game, but they got the draft for sure. No, they didn't get the outdoor yeah. game. Yeah, they got the draft, though. So I remember the logo. That's why the Leafs got the outdoor game versus the draft. Oh. I'd rather yeah. have the draft, but the outdoor game was awesome. So, I mean... Usually, the way they pick drafts and All-Star games, they do it based on who's invested in their buildings like it's kind of like a here's it's kind of like a gift yeah like, good job yeah. so Minnesota should get one at some point yeah I Minnesota. Think they, 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 they might have had it a couple years ago that's why I, I think, think they so. had it like 2009 uh, Philadelphia's had it in the last couple of years New Jersey yeah, had Florida, it New Jersey maybe Nashville Ooh, I would really like that. It's I, been it's been maybe fifteen years. I think that's the most under Flurry draft is in Nashville. I would like Ottawa to go to a draft. One in of the Nashville. drafts. Yeah, Ottawa Ottawa was one of the big drafts. Like two. I think that's the one that Gary Price went. 
possibly. Uh, maybe. That was 07, I think. That also wasn't in the arena. That was in some... They used to have it. They didn't even have it in the arenas a little while Man, ago. How about, how about an yeah. outdoor draft? Like a... I would I would enjoy to go to a draft. Well, like, I, like you would still have the GMs on like a draft floor somewhere else, but then you'd have the picks and everything outside, or like something outside. Oh, like the NFL draft. Yeah, yeah. like the NFL draft. Well, they just brought it inside this year, but still. Yeah, um, but I also the I think they really like the draft floor concept. The teams able to walk over to GM too. Man, that's gonna that's be cool. fun. Yeah, for sure. I like, always like the, the spectacle of it. If I'm Sportsnet, I have a camera on Kyle Dubas the entire night. <laughs> Trust me, they will. Oh, yeah. Find if it's way. in Toronto, they'll just have a guy following him around. Or he'll have to wear a GoPro. Yeah, exactly. Um, gentlemen, I think that's. I think we've covered all we need to cover tonight. Yeah, uh, that, that sounds pretty good to me. Yep. Uh, Jake, do we have any final update on that New York Mets game? I turned it off. Uh, okay. I think it was like eleven to five last I checked, but I, I turned it off like thirty minutes ago. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna look up on my phone because this is you can't end the you can't end the podcast without finishing up that final score. Okay, so oh it's in the top of the seventh. The Rockies are up ten to five. So Ooh, they've stabilized things a little bit. Nice work. But uh, yeah, Jake, I would I thank you again for coming back on the podcast. We'll definitely have you back on again after, uh, hopefully after the draft. And yeah, no problem. Uh, it was yes. good to have you back. Gives us uh, gives Austin a bit of a break from having to listen to me the whole time. I'm yeah, sure, I'm sure. No, he's... it's always it's always fun to do. So um, yeah, and uh, we'll be we'll be watching the draft. Uh, I think Austin. Hopefully you're not too busy. We'll have you uh, analyzing am, the picks. Yeah, I will be very busy. It is my birthday on Friday, so. Oh, oh congratulations! Okay. I'm going to be out. I'll be sure to. I, thank you. I'll be sure to. Yeah. So instead of well, because we got together last year, and I looked up the date of the draft, and I'm like, well, shit, we're not going to be able to do that this year, which oh. was upsetting because we did we did have a good time sitting and watching it, but maybe next year. Yeah, but we'll... uh, I'll be on my phone pretty much the whole time while I'm out at dinner, so that'll be nice for my family yep enjoy it well enjoy your birthday weekend and uh i'll be talking to you guys oh yeah for sure uh just All right. sounds good though yeah just remember guys to follow jake middleton on twitter uh jake middleton 12 see i remember that one uh you can follow austin underscore austin owens and myself d underscore more Sudi. follow tip of the tower.com we've got our mock draft up uh, I think we've got a couple of Dubas things coming up. I have my Leafs targets for centers. Two of them that Jake mentioned, Riley Nash and Derek Ryan. Um, so I'll we, be recapping all the picks too, hopefully. So yeah, we'll have you. We'll have you all. Maybe picks too. Who knows? I haven't talked to anybody about that. We'll 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 be sorting all that out. Hopefully before draft night, even though that's only a couple of nights away. But we'll be enjoying <laughs> it. Uh, enjoy the draft guys enjoy we'll probably have one more podcast before free agency starts and then we'll uh, we'll hopefully have to find some other things to talk about hopefully the Blue Jays do some stuff before the trade deadline as well so we'll keep an eye on that trade app and Estrada and half the team as I said (laughs) anything that's not bolted to the ground get it out so yep I'm with you We'll keep an eye on that. All right, guys. Thank you for uh, listening to the Tip of the Tower podcast. And you can subscribe and watch on the Spreaker, 
app. That's where we you can find us now on any podcast app as well, on iTunes and on the Tip of the Tower website. Thank you guys and have a good day.